I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Happy Superhero Friday. You know, we said we would review The Mandalorian this week. My oh my, is this show creating some discussion already? We'll get all spoilery about it at the end of the episode. I've got some magic words to share with you that'll help you to get what you want. And you know, it's The Real Brian Show. It's Friday. So let's end the week right. Let's nerd out on what we love and let's not apologize for it. I have spoken. Let's rock it. Hello there. I'm the real Brian. I'm Captain Influence. And I am... B- uh, no, this is Miss Ice. <laughs> Miss Ice is back. Two weeks in a row Woo-hoo! again. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> was, oh my gosh. What's up? What's up? You, know that? you know what was the funniest one was when it was The Office, when they were doing that to each other. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that was great <laughs> back in the 90s. <laughs> That's great. The Office was not in the 90s. No, no, no. It was in the 2000s, <laughs> and they were saying that, and then Jim was like, "That that's really funny back in the 90s, because uh, that's when the commercial was. Did you ever watch The funny. Office, Captain Influence? Yes, all of it. Oh, okay. So you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Good yeah. show. Anybody out there who hasn't watched The Office, come on. It's like, really? Oh, my gosh. Classic. Go for it. At least seasons one through... Seven. Six, all of them. Four. Maybe they're just the first three. And the American oh. office, not the British one. The British one's a little different. Yeah. Seasons one through seven were great. It's when Michael Scott left that things went downhill. And then it kind of, like season eight was a, I mean, they brought in, what's his name? Red Red from Blacklist. Totally spacing his name. James, James, you know what I'm talking about. Spader, yeah. He oh, was yeah. horrible in that show. Horrible. I hate it. I mean, his character was. Hated his That's character. Weird. I did not know he came onto the show. I stopped watching oh. probably right after Pam had a baby, I think. Okay. Yeah, that, that was, was like, kind of bizarre, too. Yeah. The final I season mean, was good, though. I have no problems with shows introducing children, like, especially pregnancy. I, I'm like, I do. it's a natural part of life. Yeah. You know, this happens. But I don't know. Just something changed about the dynamic on the show that I just wasn't into anymore. So, Well, you're right, because, you know, when Jim and Pam were always flirting and kind of having that little, you know, romance and what's-his-name was in the equation. And then when it's like everything was over and they got married, had kids, it was kind of like, okay, what's next? Yeah. It yeah. was like Jim stopped playing jokes on Dwight, and that was my favorite part <laughs> of like watching him wrap his desk in <laughs> wrapping paper. Yeah, the the stapler uh, and the jello. I mean, all kinds yeah. of good stuff. Oh, guess what? Chicken uh, butt. Chicken butt, yes. It, it, it's still Sci-Fi November. <laughs> in the five million years following the great nebula burst, our people were one... Pe- what's your name? Doesn't she talk? Her translator is broken. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yeah, that is for, let's call it language <laughs> awareness week. <laughs> that is one of the best movies. Oh, it's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> her translator is broken. Picturing her saying that just, oh man, anyway. <laughs> I just okay. Galaxy Quest. If you've never seen Galaxy Quest, with there there are people I know who have not seen it. You call yourselves sci-fi fans. Go 
now. It's yes. really worth it. Run it's really worth it to see this movie. It is amazing. At least once. <sighs> I just <laughs> now I have to go watch it because that is a great movie. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, welcome back, Miss Ice. By the way, happy birthday in, let's see here, uh, six days. You celebrate happy your birthday. birthday. Oh, go, go, go. Oh, I'm do. That's Andrea, <laughs> Captain Influence Bocelli. Thanks, Captain Influence. Yeah, you don't want me to sing. And thanks, so. Brian. You're welcome. So you're yeah. celebrating your birthday on Thanksgiving this year, which is yep. got to be It tough. hasn't happened in a while. No. All of my family's already together. We don't have to do separate parties. It's like, it doesn't have to be just about me. And that's what I don't like about my birthday is like a party that is all about me. Wait, wait, wait. Hold so, on. Since when? Well, good for you, but Right. <laughs> so, so like it's Thanksgiving. So people are like, oh, yeah. it's your birthday. Happy birthday. And then we're, we have this delicious feast. And I'm like, wow, you guys made all this for me. That's so nice. <laughs> Happy yeah. thanks to Emily Day. Yes. Hey, I like it. We're thankful for <laughs> Emily Day. Happy birthday. There you go. Hey, did you know that International Men's Day was Tuesday of this week? I International Men's Day? We, we need, we, do we need that? Um, yeah. Hello. I thought you guys <laughs> celebrated yourselves every day of the week. Well, not anymore. I pretty we much don't. do. We used to, but not anymore because we're not allowed uh, to. But Right. Yeah. Right. No, it's, I think it's cool. It's celebrating positive role models, male role models, and shining a spotlight on men who are making a positive difference. Okay. Isn't that All right. Great? If, if, it's called International Men's Day. Why not International Male Role Models Day or um, Whatever. or Exceptional Patriarchal a, Figures Day? So here's there's an a, International Women's Day. I get yes, it. Yes, it's the same kind of thing. Now, here's the okay. interesting thing. And I, I liked this. This was uh, something I didn't expect, but they were talking about, hey, International Men's Day is coming up. It's November 19th every year. So somebody was saying, and here's why we celebrate it. Another woman, surprisingly, wrote back to the email and said, why do you have to explain why? You celebrate men. Do we ever explain why we celebrate women? No, we just do. And I thought, ooh, what a really interesting challenge back is that why do we have to justify celebrating International Men's Day? (laughs) Because we do nowadays. And granted, we're not talking about toxic masculinity. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about, you know, moron macho people. We're talking about good men who are doing great things. Why do we have to justify it? Why don't we just do it? I think that's great. Yeah, and we celebrate International Women's Day too. That was actually my first thought too when you were explaining why. I'm like, celebrating men is something that is severely lacking in our culture. That's true. And the positive role model too because they were actually talking about how when men step up and are what they're supposed to be and are, you know, good male role models, then, you know, good things happen. Really, really good things Mm -hmm. happen. You know, children are taken care of. It's just all kinds of really great things and I mm-hmm. thought that's really a good thing and we should be celebrating that more because there's a lot of problems in this world. I would state that a lot of it stems back to negative male role models. Yes. hundred so, percent. Yeah. So we can, we, we can change this. All right. Booyah. Speaking Booyah. of Tuesday coming up this next Tuesday, I get to go see Lindsay Sterling. Actually, Sarah <gasps> and I do. My parents are taking us. It's, it's our little early Christmas present. Lindsay Sterling. Sterling. Lindsay Sterling. No. It's the Battle of Lindsay Sterling. Do you mean Allison Hannigan? Wait, what? Wait, what about Allison? They do kind of look alike, don't they? <laughs> I always get them like I don't get them confused as like their names or whatever. But when I'm looking at them, I will get them confused. That makes yeah. some sense. I can tell them apart, obviously, but maybe that's why I'm so besotted with Sterling because I I've always been yeah. besotted with Hannigan. So yeah. for those of you who do not know who Allison Hannigan is, she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and her character was. Hello. 
Willow. Willow, thank you. Yeah, I see. I never what watched a, it. What an adorable name. Yeah, it is. Adorable. And Willow. she's the host of Penn and Teller Fool Us, which is she does a great job. Ten seasons. How long on How I Met Your Mother? How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yes. I never watched that either. Good show. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Hey, guess guess what else? <gasps> so we got to go see Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh yes. On Sunday. I love them in concert. Saturday. Did do you they, see them do too? They play good Russian music. Yes, they did. Is uh, Mad Russian's Christmas is definitely my favorite one. Have you ever heard TSO? No, I honestly haven't. Go check out Mad Russian's Christmas right now. Well, after the show's over. No, yeah, not right now. And then tell me if you like it or not. That's your Dushanbe okay. Road song. That's my homework for next Wizards week. To check out Trans Siberian. <sighs> yeah, Sarajevo, twelve twenty-four Christmas in winter. Eve. Yep. So you've seen them live, Miss Ice? Yes. What did you think? Did you like them? I love them. I love them live. I love them yeah. on the radio. I love them on my iPod. I, oh, yeah. iPod. iPod. Did you seriously iPod? just say that? <laughs> I had an iPod. Do you I've been saying that? a lot of weird things lately. I had an iPod uh, Nano. That was pretty sweet. I, I, actually, I think I still do have a Nano. What, what are those little ones that like clip onto you? Those were shuffles. Shuffle. Oh, yeah. Yes. I have a shuffle. Oh my gosh. TSO in concert, it is, first of all, one of just the best performances you're going to, I mean, one of some of the most amazing musicians all pulled together. These guys used to be in a, uh, like a rock, they were a rock opera band in the eighties called Sabotage. And then they all kind of got together and did Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And that's kind of been a thing ever since, but they used to be called Avatar and then changed it to Sabotage. Sabotage. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, they are amazing. It is. Let's just put it this way. It's rock Christmas music. And then they take mm-hmm. some classical stuff and they put a rock spin to it. So like Beethoven's fifth or, you know, Mozart list. There's all kinds of great classical artists that they'll just wow. So cool. One all of right. the best concerts out there. It's just incredible. And the light show is amazing. They have pyrotechnics. The light show is probably <sighs> it rivals how exciting the music is. Holy cow. So I want to play something here for you. This is this is just one of my favorite all-time pieces from Tim Hawkins, who's a comedian. And I played this for my cousins who are a little younger and, and they thought it was the coolest thing ever and they started singing it. But I'm not going to play the whole thing. I'm just going to play part of it because there's a story that goes along with it. Okay? Just listen to the words. Hey, little caterpillar Such a pretty caterpillar I know that you're gonna be a beautiful butterfly someday. I don't know if that's gonna happen because I have decided to beat you to the fire hand. Yeah, the fire (laughs) hand. They're gonna eat you up. They don't care. There you go. The fire ants. Wow, that is so tenacious to be. I love it. Yeah. All right. You're, you're going to die. So the other day, we walk into our, our little dining room, you know, near the back porch area. There are ants everywhere. Oh, I hate that. We're on the second story, by the way, too. So how the heck did they get up there? You know, you don't usually see that. Well, but they climbed through the walls, inside the walls, and up and through and onto the floors. They were little sugar ants due to the help of uh, some stuff on Google and Johnny pistol shot. We tried giving them the corn meal, which I, apparently they take, they eat and it explodes their stomachs. It's glorious. Aww, beautiful. Wait a minute. Yeah. 
those are really small ants. How do they get the cornmeal in their stomachs? Exactly. They chomp on it and then boom, spontaneous combustion. Beautiful thing. Anyway, so then the other thing we did was molasses with baking soda. So they eat that and it kills them, which is, it's really actually sad because I like ants and I don't want them to die, but they're in my house. So we yeah, decided to exterminate the fire ants. Full story. Gosh, bro. I hate ants. No, actually, I love ants. Just I don't like <laughs> bugs inside my my home. Sounds like a love hate relationship. It's, you know, well, were you one of those people that used to take magnifying glasses to ants when you were a kid? Probably within the between the ages of seven and twelve. Yes. Okay, Miss Ice. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> Just I was expecting. <laughs> I think that. I did it last week. <laughs> <laughs> So I was going to say your boss, have you grown having remorse for that? But apparently not. So, uh, yeah, I'm there with you, Brian. Like I love, I mean, maybe I'm not there with you. I love insects, spiders, ants. I love them, but I, I think that they're, I mean, if we're going to have a civilized society, there has to be a line somewhere. So, you know, it'll really depend. I will usually let spiders go. So I'll pick them up and bring them outside. But I mean, but you can't do that with ants. I mean, because it's it's like the network of how they got there is so entirely different than how a spider got there. And so it's all the about the approach of learning how to manage it and maintain your home. I mean, there are far worse things than annoyance that will happen if ants really start getting into your stuff. Oh, for sure. So, you know, you could do is just kind of collect them all and then put them on. uh, I don't know. Cook them and chocolate cover them. Pokemon. A lot of good protein. They kind of taste like peanuts. Yeah, yeah. All bugs creep me out. <laughs> Where are we at, fellas? That's right. All right. Well, hey, let's celebrate International Men's Day. Let's do let's it. Celebrate International Kill All Bugs Day. Men who hate spiders. You know, if we, up. <laughs> you know, we could come up with a, we could say it like millennial men that hate spiders. That that could <laughs> easily be a celebration day. I mean, you know, just the most bizarre. Like what? I like that. We should start coming up with spiders day. (laughs) We should start coming up with the most random things to celebrate. Uh, November 19th, men who hate spiders day. Yeah. And then November 20th could be meat popsicle day. Hey, by the way, we are going to have an episode next week on black Friday. So I think last year we didn't do one. We're going to do one. We're going to do it this year. If you're out shopping and you want to hang out with us, do it. There you go. Do it. Do it. Maybe we can next week. We can come up with something where we can uh, suggest places to trample each other. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, certainly Costco, Walmart, uh, Walmart. Yep. Uh, obviously that's the first one. Coles. Yeah. Who's who has, who would not want to be trampled in a Coles? Hey, may I suggest football gear or some kind of Kevlar? A helmet and pads. That's all you need. Yeah. That way, if you get trampled, you just, you know, headbutt them. That way, if you fall on your knees, you won't sprain yourself or anything yeah. like that. Remember, this is the most important thing to say right now. And I really wanted to take this to heart. You getting that sale is more important than another human's life. Speak of magic words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Magic words to get what you want. Good segue. This is not as bad as it sounds, by the way, because you might think like magic words to get what I want. Would that be called manipulation? It could be, but that's not the intention. The intention is to communicate in a way that creates a yes versus a no based on psychology And again, you're not manipulating people. So I just want to clearly put that out in front right now so that none of us are doing that. I thought it was interesting. I was reading some stuff here and there are six, I believe, six words that they recommend you use. 
and you know, this can be in anything in life. So this is something actually, you know, shoot, we might even do in like podcasting or in, if you're in sales or marketing, or if you're just having, you know, friendships and you're just like, I just want to go out. Does anybody want to join me? And a lot of people like to say no, cause they want to stay home and watch the Mandalorian. That's all they said. No, I just want to stay home. So the first one, yes, of course, is the ultimate magic word. And what they're saying is to avoid no as much as possible. And they're not even necessarily saying to use the word yes, but it's to say use positive versus negative. People fear rejection and a lot of people like to run away from pain. So no's are associated with negative somehow. And it's very subconscious. So for example, once you go into a negative place, people immediately change their feelings from positivity to feelings of fear, caution, rejection, all that kind of stuff. So one example might be instead of saying like, hey, please fix this. That comes out kind of negative. Instead say, can we fix this? So it's almost like leading the person to say, yeah, sure, let's do that. Let's do it together. You know, most of the time, you know, I mean, it's, it's really subtle, but it's, it's weird. People get defensive when you huh. say, so anyway, the whole point is to lead the other person to saying yes, because they want to say yes, not because you're forcing them to, or trying to manipulate them to, if that makes sense. Okay. So now the whole point behind these magic words, though, again, is just saying that a lot of times people go out and they get rejected a lot. So maybe they go out and they're trying to get a date or something like that, or they're, I don't know. I mean, you, you fill in the blank or whatever it is you're trying to do. You get rejected. It starts to, to wear on you. These quote magic words are designed to quote get what you want in a way that is beneficial for both people yes that's what i'm trying to get at here so that's the first one you want to get people to say yes and you want to lead them into a feeling of positivity now this one actually really i think it got me the most here because we've had conversations on this show over the last three and a half years where we'll be very positive and i'll get a lot of feedback of saying thank you you know, the world is negative. The news is negative. Most other podcasts are negative. You, I come to the real Brian show and it's positive and it makes me feel good. It gives me an escape. In fact, I've heard a lot yes. of that recently, which is great. Then we'll have our little rants, which we've done in the past. We haven't done as many of those recently, which is good. And yes. it draws people down a negative path. And what does it do? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it just makes us feel cra- like crap. It does allow us to vent but you're right it doesn't do the listener very much good at all yeah, yeah. i don't think it really yes i mean you're right venting venting is important to do sometimes because sometimes you yes. got to process through a negative situation and then move on quickly find a solution move on let's be positive you know a lot of people like to get stuck in that place though which is not a good thing but anyway what are your thoughts on that hmm. one first of all yes <laughs> <laughs> Anyone out there playing a drinking game right now to see how many times Captain Influence says yes, you're yes. probably drunk by now. <laughs> Especially if it's Sea of Thieves. <laughs> yes. Thoughts, Miss Ice? That's- yeah, this is interesting because like the first thing that comes to mind is that movie, Yes Man. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes is like the, it's like the antithesis of setting boundaries. Like anytime you say yes, you're, tearing down your own boundaries and leaving yourself open. Yeah. Mm. Yes. You know, is, (laughs) is something that sometimes we really need to do, but no is like the tool that we use for setting our boundaries. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how I set my boundaries is I, I have to say no to things saying yes with context, you know, like what what you were just saying about like going on rants on the show. Mm -hmm. I think one of the great things about, especially when the three of us are together 
we always balance each other out. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever, well, maybe at Astra where we really ragged on it. But but usually <laughs> wow. it's pretty balanced, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Captain Influence, <laughs> you are cut off. <laughs> <laughs> I like no. it. Stay positive. Stay positive. So, so, so on the one hand, I totally get it. People fear rejection. Say yes. Be positive. And I think I might just be hanging on too much to the word yes. Like the idea here is positivity, not negativity. Mm-hmm. You know what, though? And that I, I can get behind. I'm glad you brought that up, too, because it's a very valid point that saying no, having boundaries is very, very important. But you're not saying it from a place of negativity. Right. So a boundary is a healthy thing and a boundary is to say, but, you know, like sometimes it's nice. You know, communication is, is really nice. Sometimes you might say, hey, let's get together. And the person says, yeah, sure. And then you get together and the person just backs out. But if the person yeah. says, you know, I've had a really rough week and I'm an introvert and I could really use some alone time right now to kind of rejuvenate. I mean, I personally would be like, please. Yes. Thank you for yeah. communicating. Go take your time. I appreciate that. But yeah. usually what like happens not, is. Not pressuring them to reschedule right that moment. Totally. But opening the door for that. Be like, hey, whenever you, you know, let, let's talk about rescheduling or whatever. And, and I think that is like the key, especially for introverts. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tips on talking to an introvert. <laughs> they won't ask you to reschedule right away. They'll probably force you to take the initiative, but they usually want to reschedule. They just don't know how to sure. do that right in the moment. That's an example of communication versus not you know, where somebody just backs out and then doesn't give you an explanation and all that. Not that they have to, but it's just like, no, it comes across in a negative way. So boundaries are fine as long as it's done in a positive way. But yes, I, at the same time, yes, the the whole point of this, yes, yes. Keep saying yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, The whole point is to, to create a positive leading rather than a negative forcing, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's the way to do it. So yeah, I like that. Okay. Second word. And or I wouldn't say this is a word as much as it is um, an intention is to grab attention by using people's names. I mean, that's so true. If you if you use a person's name, not overuse it. There are people that overuse names and it's it's almost annoying. But <laughs> using people's names is very personal. Um, it lets the other person know, of course, that, hey, I remembered that person's name, too, you know, and I don't know. It's just it, there's a connection that happens. So yeah. obviously, this is a very, very important thing. Uh, not, not enough of us do that, I don't think. And so it's a really good thing to, to remind ourselves to do it. And of course you meet someone, what is it like? You have to say their name seven times before it really is truly committed to memory on average. Even if you're using it in your brain (laughs) seven times, instead of saying, hello, Tony, thanks, Tony. Nice to meet you, Tony. Tony. So how are you, Tony? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Creeper. I have developed the habit and I think I started this in college, but you know, when you, when you meet someone, you shake their hand. And then when, after they say their name, repeat it back to them. Yes. You're acknowledging that you've heard them. And especially with maybe a trickier name, you're, you're ensuring that you're pronouncing it correctly. Cause my worst fear is remembering the name, but not knowing how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then like, you know, using it incorrectly until you meet them again. And so then you talk to them again and you're using it. Wrong. Samir Nainanaja. That's a tough one. Well, I mean, it's even like Anna versus Anna. True. You know, it's like the easiest name that's spelled the exact same way, but some people pronounce it Anna. And so, you know, saying it back to them just kind of validates them in a way. Absolutely. My biggest pet peeve is like in like a a messaging app, especially in an office setting, when somebody has to double click on your name in order to chat with you and then spells your name wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You can't even imagine how often that happens to me, probably on a weekly basis. Oh, wow. A person's name and using it correctly 
is a magic word, people. Get it right. All right, there you go. So that's number two. <laughs> number three, using the word but, B-U-T, to get direct attention. And the point of this is that start out with a phrase or start out with information or whatever that you're okay with the person forgetting and then use but to end with the info you want the person to remember. And again, pretty common knowledge hmm. on that. I think you're a pretty good person, but <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was about coming. <laughs> I think our relationship is good, but <laughs> kind of smell. I'm sorry, but you really smell. I know a lot of people think you look good, but <laughs> oh yeah so um have them uh, okay got that one check moving yeah, on we're good about that one don't forget to end with a positive going back ah, to magic word number one but you smell really good <laughs> i know you think oh, you wait, haven't i did that wrong but you smell really bad no, no you're supposed to say this i know you haven't showered in a day but you smell great you smell like fandango fresh air I don't know where that just came from. All right. The next one is that there's two words here because and if both of these motivate people to think and act. So, for example, now I know not all people are like this, but I would say most people want to understand the reason behind things. And personally, that is why I had never joined the military. (laughs) I have to know why I'm one of those why people. And it's not out of being belligerent or whatever. It's me just like, help me understand so that I can do this on my own next time. So anyway, a lot of people want that. And it usually gives people a reason to more than likely act. All right. So that's a good one because now here's an interesting study, by the way, that a person they did at Harvard. I love this (laughs) person standing in line at a copy machine and she would just go cut in line. Absolutely. No explanation. Wouldn't say a word. And she would become and she would be successful about what? 60% of the time. And then other times they'd be like, get up, get out of, you know, go to the back of the line or whatever. Well, then she decided the next time she tried that she'd cut in line and then explain why she was cutting. Even if it was a completely useless reason, like, well, because I have to make copies. (laughs) Her success rate went up to 93%. Interesting. So for whatever reason, doing dumb things like cutting in line and then giving somebody an explanation is kind of like, okay. If the word if gets people to think creatively and can also combat reverse psychology. So there are some pretty cool examples on that one. But usually like if you say like, well, what if kind of possibilities people use that? Like, well, what if we could do this? And people start to go, hmm, you know, their creativity starts to go. And then they start thinking about solutions instead of, well, we can't do that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's more than anything else just to kind of get people to be motivated to think and act and do good things. So those are great words as well. All right. Two more. Help is a great word. I have not always found success in this one, but uh, they did use this in what I was reading is that useful when delegating responsibility is asking for help rather than just, you know, telling someone what to do or whatever. See now, Brian, I have a lot of success with help when I yell it really loud. (laughs) Help. Help. Please clutch at your heart. Every time. true. 100% success rate when I yell help. Okay. Okay. How well. many times have you had to do this? <laughs> I wrote a undergraduate thesis about it probably about 25 years ago. So really, yeah, you'll have to read it. You'll have to read it. Yeah. Yell help. Please. Okay. Any, any chance you get yell help in a crowd, especially. And somebody will actually do you, it. You will get attention guaranteed. And if they ask you why you asked, why you yelled help and you tell them because 
you <laughs> get like 110%. Because if I didn't, no one would come. And then you could say, well, what if I really was in need? If. Get some thinking. Yeah. See? Don't worry about that. Don't I worry about like that. I like this. No, no, I'm this testing the response system of this establishment. There you go. <laughs> there in are, case I do need help someday. There are people that are motivated to help though so it's a good thing to ask for if you need it you know i think a lot of it comes down to is a lot of people won't ask for help there are those who abuse it and there are those who just won't ask at all it's probably not a bad idea once in a while yeah all right last word thanks obvious very obvious this is a big one thanking my favorite one yeah i agree thanking people keeps obviously motivation levels high It's, it's just a good thing to do thank people for things and, you know, it's I'm funny, like, I'll hold the door open for somebody. And I would say that eight out of ten times, people just walk right through and don't say a word. Right. Anymore. They do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about eight out of ten, maybe no, like bad. six out of ten. But but it's it's fascinating to me because I can't help but thank people for stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. You hold the door open for me? I absolutely <laughs> and thank I, you. And I, and I count myself as very lucky for having been raised that way. So me too. thank you. Thank you, mom and dad, for teaching me that. I, I still have to remind my wife to say thank you when I do something. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, oh, oh, and, and she doesn't say please all the time. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Please. And thank you folks. That's too please. And too, thank you. Please yeah. should be on this list. They're both very magic words. Actually, I agree with that. Please is a great one. So there you go. Seven, then add please to it. Seven magic words. And of course, seven's a magic number, but thank you is probably more important. Yeah. There you go. So the magic words are yes. Using people's names. And using them correctly, but because if help and thanks, and we'll go with please as well. I like that. I created a, I created a sentence to help people remember these. Okay. What is it? Ready? Yep. Yes, you can. But if you don't, it's because you need help. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay please, please say that again and write that. No, don't say that again. Just write it down. Write it down. That's going okay. in the, oh, that's beautiful. What do you think? Did you like those? How can you not like those, Brian? I mean, okay, well, there you go. Yes. Yes. Now you can get whatever you want within respectful reasons. I think what these do, like in an overarching sort of way, it changes your mindset. You know, like yeah. you're, you're not thinking, stop thinking totally about yourself. Think about the other person. Think about other people and incorporate that into how you talk to people. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's as simple as clicking on someone's name and spelling their name right. When I'm looking at all of these, I'm going, yeah, like when I, when I am not so self-involved that, you know, like I'm in a rush or I have to get something done for work, you know, then I'm saying like, do you need any help or can I get some help over here? And I'm thinking more about the team than I am about me maybe trying to shine at a particular thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a different attitude. It's a different mentality. Yeah. Training ourselves to use these words in the spirit of thinking about other people. That's how I'm kind of interpreting all of these. That is 100% beautiful on target. Nice job. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Please. No, thank you, Brian. But. But. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. A little bit of music here to share just because we haven't talked about music in a while. And of course, any songs you have to share, I would like to. Well, we already said TSO. We said Lindsey Sterling. Do you know the the artist Sigrid? Nine. That does sound familiar. Yeah, she's, sounds, she's newer. Sounds Swedish. She could be, or um, or, or Danish, Antarctic. I'm not sure. Or Norwegian. She could be Icelandic. one of those. Yeah, maybe she's she sounds Kansas. like a Viking. Anyway, Kansas. But anyway, 
She has a beautiful ballad, which I've never heard her do yet, called Home to You. So if you're interested in things like that, check it out. And then there's another song by Sarah Reeves. It's really interesting. We were listening to the words in the song. It's called Anxious. And the more we're listening, we're just like, oh my gosh, anybody that is feeling anxious at all, listen to that song. Sarah Reeves, Anxious. It's just really hmm. hits close like, to home for anxiety. It's makes really, you really like good. less anxious, I hope. It's a hopeful song. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep. Good stuff. Sigrid is from Norway. Oh, there you go. That makes perfect sense. Norway, Kansas. I knew it. Another weird song here. And I'm saying weird because I really haven't heard anything like this, which I, I love it. I love something that's a little more unique. And it's by Timmy Trumpet and Charlotte Boss. Gotta love those names. It's called <laughs> Therapy. And okay, do you remember like way back? We're talking, let's say, 30s through 50s, I think was the era where people would whistle. Do I remember? Do you no. remember music I mean, yes. from that era where people would whistle? You know, beautiful Maybe. whistling and they'd whistle with like even a vibrato. It just was it was a yes. talent that they had back then. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's whistling in this song. And I just thought, OK, that's a blast from the way past on that. But um, it's really interesting. You may or may not like it, but something to check out if you just want something kind of bizarre and unique. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's kind of catchy, though. So I'm just my grandparents once bought a gospel whistling see or no, it was a tape. It was a gospel whistle, whistling tape and cassette we never, tape? yes, a cassette tape. We never let them live that down. We still talk awesome. about it. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing, man. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Whistling is not done very much anymore and it's, and no. when it is done, it's not done well. My grandma could whistle like that. And I remember, you know, growing up, she'd be cooking and doing things and she'd be whistling and doing the full on vibrato and stuff. It was amazing. Mm. Nice. You just don't hear that anymore. So yeah, it's a, it's a thing of the past, but hopefully we'll bring it start. I know. All right. Couple of um, TV shows and then we'll, we'll rock into the Mandalorian is uh, has, have, has, has any of you guys seen the greenhouse Academy? No, I've heard of it. So the first season is super duper cheesy. The acting is not fantastic, but the story is fascinating. And I watched it and then Sarah and I were like, let's just watch it together. It's one of those, you know, PG, shows so it's a little bit lighter you know some like i said some cheesy stuff in there but it's just like this is kind of a good story and it's one of those feel-good shows that just you can relax to it's one of those 20 minute type episodes but i don't know it's interesting check it out if you're interested in something like that at all but here we go but in case you don't remember that you do want to remember this season three of the expanse daggum so far loving it i'm i think i just finished episode five Mm-hmm. so haven't gotten to the weird part that you mentioned, but so far I love it, man. What a great show. Good. Well done. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bar none for sci-fi. That's for sure. So yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, let's chat Mandalorian. First of all, I want to say one thing is that I'm surprised how many people are talking about this. Mm-hmm. People have gone crazy. They bought Disney plus the day it came out. They've watched The Mandalorian. There's been two episodes since. Well, I think the third episode comes out today. People with their posts on social media, people that I've spoken with absolutely loved the first episode, the first two episodes. Like, I mean, just over the top, loved it, raving about it. Before we get into our reviews, I just want you to know that there are a lot of people that are raving, raving, raving about The Mandalorian and the reviews on IMDb are like at nine point something out of 10. Wow. So I just want to throw that out there that there are a lot of people. The majority is loving it before we get into it. So yeah, captain, would you like to start us today? Thank you, Brian. Um, welcome. Yes. 
so yeah, this is a little bit kind of spoiler, everybody. So, so oh yeah, we're, we are going to spoil it. Yeah, we're going to try hard not to give out details that are going to truly spoil it. Like if you haven't seen it, we're hoping that the details we give you will make you want to see it more, like catalytic, you know. Mm-hmm. So the first episode I thought was okay slash good. It was I'd say I'd give it like a six out of six point five out of ten. It wasn't bad at all. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't as holy cow, as I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I really like that they brought in that droid bounty hunter, IG-88. <laughs> IG-11, sorry. <laughs> so obviously, it's the same model of droid, of combat droid. But different character. Uh, different entity. Same mm-hmm. entity. model, same thing. Yeah. They're only changing it because they can and they want to. But yeah, IG-11 was really cool. I loved how they engineered him and how he fights. It was just really cool. I thought the cinematography in general was more like classic Star Wars, which I really appreciated more than modern Star Wars cinematography. So no horrible acting so far. I mean, everybody, Mm -hmm. all the unknown actors and the known actors all did a pretty good job. And the writing was good, too. John Favreau of Iron Man 1 and 2 Mm -hmm. fame uh, and was in them. He, Yeah, as happy. He wrote and created this series. Mm -hmm. So he didn't direct. He might have directed the first episode, but he did not direct the second one. I don't know about the third yet. Uh, Along with Dave Filoni, by the way, who's done a lot with Star Wars. Okay, but Favreau has done me good in the past. I'm so I'm I'm really giving him uh, the benefit of the doubt so far. The second episode was better, in my opinion. I I give like a seven and a half out of Mm ten. There was a deadly, surprisingly deadly battle with Jawas. Yeah, (laughs) and and then there was this whole adventure that they took him on with their land crawler. I just thought that whole aspect of the second episode was much more fun. And the Jawas were done well. Jawas got killed in this fight. So yeah, <laughs> I was like, brutal, wow, Disney, really? Yeah. <laughs> so that I kind of appreciated that. It was on, it kind of got the Lord, the, the uh, Game of Thrones in me sparked up, whatever that was sparked up. Hmm. I think the soundtrack was a little lackluster, but I wasn't really annoyed by it. Baby Yoda, folks. I mean, that's not really a spoiler. That's kind of how, what the series revolves around, I think. Baby Yoda <laughs> is so cute. By the end of the second episode, he really grows on you fast, at least for me. I thought that the Mandalorian himself, the character, appeared not to be as much of a badass like Boba Fett, but more of a kind of a above average bounty hunter. Uh, you know, he kind of he bumbles a little bit. Mm-hmm. And everything doesn't go his way. He's clearly skilled. He knows what he's doing. Obviously, they established that right in the beginning of the first episode, but he's not like a total nut like Boba Fett is. So that he does have stamina, I'll give him that. In conclusion, from my review, so far so good. Please don't screw us over, Favreau. Don't (laughs) pull a Ridley Scott on us, please. (laughs) Thank you. Good stuff there. I will Oh, you're welcome. I think I went into this with way, way, way too high of expectations because Mm -hmm. everybody was like, oh my gosh, that's the best things, best Star Wars ever. I think a lot of people are are saying that. And the previews looked really, really good. So sure. And they did a good job advertising it. And here's the thing too. I had a lot of hope one way or the other, but I think I wasn't blown away and amazed like some people were, but like you said, I didn't hate it either. I thought it was good. I I walked away going, huh? Okay. That was fun. That wasn't amazing. Like everybody's saying it was, but I'm excited for the next episode Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, me too. So that's kind of where I was at. Uh, now, the first thing I got to say this, the soundtrack, for whatever reason, just annoyed me. It grated on my nerves. And I know uh, that I'm I'm one of the only ones here that says this. A lot of other people thought it was great. They're like, oh, it reminds us of like old spaghetti Westerns. And but here's the thing, like when I think of old Western, man, I want tombstone music. You know what I mean? I want some stuff that's like, ooh, yeah, that's like 
It just gets or Speaking like a whistling or, or firefly. Yeah. <laughs> give me something like that. Give me some give me some beautiful music like in Firefly where they have that. It's it's memorable and it's that Western. That's fine. If you're trying to draw me yeah. into a Western, that's great. But and by the way, nothing against the composer because musically the music is actually fine and the guy's talented. I'm not saying anything against the composer or the quality of the music. I just thought that the theme was annoying. There's nothing memorable about it. And like when I hear it, I'm not drawn into the story. I'm actually like repelled. So that's me though. I think they could have done a far better job on developing a much more epic or uh, I'm not even sure what the word epic is, but more just, just a better theme, more like an anthem theme or whatever. Yeah. They could have done a better job with that. So eh, it's okay. Yeah. Because, and because even with the, the, with all the star Wars movies, even the ones that I liked less, I thought that the soundtracks were decent to awesome. So sure. So why not carry that on with The Mandalorian? So I kind of agree with you that The Mandalorian deserves a better soundtrack than it got. Yeah. Now, you brought up a point that The Mandalorian himself, this character, is not like a Boba Fett or even a Jango or, you know, even some of the other Mandalorians that we've seen in this in the, you know, expanded universe, which is mm-hmm. now canon. I kind of thought he was like really not even the brightest Mandalorian. Like he made some kind of <laughs> dumb choices and I thought, "Okay, Boba Fett wouldn't have done that." Although, let's be honest, his his little demise in the Sarlacc pit was right. pretty pathetic. Yeah, that but was pretty bad. <laughs> beyond that, he's a pretty cool guy. But I just kind of thought maybe he's kind of like a little Padawan. And, <laughs> you know, like maybe he's kind of new to the hunt and he's still getting his, uh, you know, maybe he's not as experienced and doesn't have all of his trophies. Maybe that's what we'll find out. And yet know. in the first episode, they show all of his trophies that he delivers to the Apollo Creed. So, that, I mean, they established right off the fact that he's obviously a good bounty hunter. But then they, throughout through the first two episodes, they then go on to kind of undermine that impression a little bit, but maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get as much of an impression of that as you did, but I, he felt I thought kinda, it just made it more realistic. I yeah. mean, it would have been worse if he had done everything perfectly. Right. Mm. So I kind of, I kind of, I agree with you, Miss Ice. I kind of like that he was not a total BA that he had hard times happen to him in the first two episodes yeah. and just kept kind of getting punt, kicked around and, and butted around and, but he kept getting back up and, and succeeding. So yeah, no, even I, when the rhino was about to eat him. Awesome. I agree with those things. I'm saying he made some choices that felt very rookie. Yeah. So not that he was getting beaten down or, you know, that he was up against challenges. Cause I think that's realistic, but it just felt kind of rookie mistakes. Okay. Which again, is that a bad thing? No, but I'm just saying I was surprised. So does that mean he's just younger and, but if he has all those trophies and that, then that doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. Let's just see what happens. I guess lots of great fan service. I'm glad they're doing this one way or the other. Now I hope this is still coming, but I would love to see episodes on Narshada on Mandalore, other planets that we've never seen in the movies. I'm even okay with seeing some scenes on Coruscant because I it's still alive because I think they destroyed yeah. it in uh, didn't they destroy it in the Last Jedi? Or the I'm not planet sorry, of Coruscant, not not Last Jedi, but um oh oh yeah the the episode seven yeah um, didn't they destroy Coruscant with that giant planet sized Death Star yeah um, yeah my, I've gone tried so hard to forget about that uh <laughs> mate, was that Coruscant. <laughs> Well, I thought it was because they said something about the capital planet and I thought oh, it was Coruscant, but I mean, it's kind of a wow. mystery of whether or not anyway, but this is not, this is only supposedly 10 years after return of the Jedi somewhere, somewhere in that. And that was at least 20. So we're not too 
Force Awakens timeline yet. We know that. Okay. So okay. Coruscant, I believe, is still around. So why? Pre New Order. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be cool though? Just to see some, you know, because like that that whole scene on that was Coruscant in Episode Two when he was like doing the oh, yeah. lots and all of, that. Dallin, lots that. of Coruscant oh, man, there. Yeah. That would be so cool. So if they did some stuff on like Narshada and Mandalore, that would be so so cool to see that. But yes. I don't know. It's fine that they did stuff on. I assume that was Tatooine or some planet like that. Tatooine. That's, it was okay. Now the thing that got me. Of course, interested was this little baby Yoda you mentioned, and I'm not going to do much in the way of spoilers because everybody's like, it's baby Yoda. Well, is it? I mean, is, <laughs> is he like Yoda reincarnated? I don't know. We don't know Good that question. yet. It could be. Yeah. Um, but everyone's like, well, what they started to freak out was like, wait a minute. Is this when Yoda got born? was born? I'm like, no, no, this is 10 years after the re- return of the Jedi. <laughs> so no, he just died. He was 900 years old. So is he? Yeah. Is this there a reincarnation? always must be one. See, that's what I want to know. Like what's see that drew me in and I want to know how they're going to explain this because there are, there's one scene in episode two. If you've not seen, I'm not going to spoil this one scene in episode two that makes me go, uh Oh, Oh my gosh, where are they going with this? And I got very Uh excited about that. Oh, okay. So Mm -hmm. super, super intrigued to keep watching for sure. Um, I think again, I'm just, I'm saying I'm not blown away. I didn't think it was the most amazing thing ever because it's very slow. And besides this little baby Yoda storyline, what is the story? Is there a story? I'm not seeing it. And maybe Miss Ice, you can jump in on that in just a second here if you have an idea. But I just kind of was mm-hmm. like, well, I, I don't know. I don't know what the story is yet. I don't know where we're going. A series premiere or a pilot episode should draw you in immediately and then develop. And this one didn't do that. It just kind of started off developing, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Cause again, I didn't think it was a bad show. I just didn't feel like what's, what are you hooking yeah. me with right yeah. now? This and, is, I think this is the epitome of the irony of this show because I had a, I had a much more positive response to you. Yes. Uh, then you, why you're going last. <laughs> right. But <laughs> I the best had last. all of these yeah. episodes dropped at once. Everyone would have binged all five episodes and every single one of us would have had, a different perspective on this. Huh, sure. Yeah. Most of the shows now that even Netflix produces like stranger things. If you just watch one episode at a time, you don't get any information. You have to watch sure. at least three or four, but they all drop at once. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's just really ironic, you know, that because we're having to watch them one at a time, almost I watch two at a time, but they're slow. They're 35 minutes. Mm hmm. Total time, right? 30-ish, yeah. There's uh, somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere in there, but yeah. They are slow and not in a bad way per se. It's just, I'm, no. I'm asking like, because somebody's like, well, maybe you just don't like slow burn episodes or you don't like slow. I'm like, no, I love slow stuff. I, I mean, I grew up on slow movies and TV shows. I like them, yeah. but I don't know what's going on. And not that it's a mystery. It's more of a, I still don't even know what just happened in the first two episodes, really. Yeah. Well, this is a really hard storyline to work with. You have a a Mandalorian who is notorious for not taking off his helmet and not (laughs) really speaking much. So you don't really get to know the the main character through facial cues and, you know, just general mannerisms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have any dialogue for more conversation to come out to bring about the context of what's going on in the world. So, I mean, you have very, very little opportunity for momentum it's also a genius thing too that they are taking his helmet off i think that's really cool oh yeah 
which is why I kind of liked it. I like, well, not kind of, I, I really did enjoy them. The first two episodes. I loved the soundtrack. My, <laughs> the entire group of people that I was watching with were like, everything is spot on, you know, huh. and, and to counter what you had said earlier is like, I felt that this was a star Wars version of the old Western hmm. sound. So like, I would not have liked like a strict old Western sound in here. It has to be, it has to be a Star Wars esque, you know. Mm. You have to you have to feel the Star Wars mm-hmm. of it, and and I and I did, but I've actually listened to the soundtrack a couple times during work. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so interesting. I've I've had no issues with it at all. But I kind of enjoyed the fact that he wasn't the perfect Mandalorian. That he did make some what might be perceived as rookie mistakes because we're kind of getting to know him as we're getting to know this world, and even people who really know the Star Wars world don't know what's going on really. So I kind of yeah, like no, that we're all in the same place. That's by design. I mean, it's supposed to, I mean, I can see the build up there doing like, what's the significance of this baby Yoda? Mm-hmm. Oh, so the baby Yoda is very strong with the force. Okay. Where are they going with this? Oh, there are other bounty hunters hunting him now, probably because he has baby Yoda. So there's a, there's a build up going on. So, okay. That's a good thing that I wanted to ask about because I couldn't figure out whether there were multiple bounties out on Baby Yoda or if there were other people out after him. I thought it was the latter, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, See, I'm that's sure part of the mystery of the first yeah. two episodes. So I think I, I feel I, I kind of appreciate that mystery so yeah. far. So because one of my theories about what maybe the show may be going toward is a struggle of power in the defeated empire where there are a bunch of people trying to gain control over the force and then rebuild. You know, so there's a a couple different empire parties maybe that are all out after this one baby Yoda who's going to be, you know, the birth of the next generation of people and who wield the force. But that's, that's, that's totally theory. just a thought. That's a really good theory because, I mean, the guys who hired him to go after him looked kind of shady. So, mm-hmm. Well, and then that one dude wants to study him. But then it also seems like the other people who are out, what I perceive to get baby Yoda had very different instructions than what the Mandalorian was given about how to return the thing that they find. Right. I don't really get excited over things that are coming out anymore just because of the sheer volume of things that are coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't build up anticipation anymore. It's just, you know. <laughs> but oh, this came out. All I knew was in the Star Wars universe and I was like, cool, let's do it. <laughs> so I might have benefited from that. You have spoken. I have spoken. That's right. We are no longer saying, so say we all. We're now saying, I have spoken. Yes. 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 Us sharing our review, the whole point is, here's how we took it. Here's why. You may love it. You may. I I haven't met anyone yet that has hated it. So that's a great thing. I think the bottom line with this, tell me if you agree, is that it's definitely worth seeing if you like Star Wars. Totally. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Oh, yeah. So I am wondering, though, how they're going to tie this into episode nine. If they even are. It never occurred to me. Uh, I sort of agree with you, but I would be so surprised if they connect them. I don't think they will. That's my uh, prediction. Yeah, no, I agree with you too, unfortunately. Star Wars is one of those things where the universe is so big that there are so many different things you can do with it that are so independent of what the big films are doing. Right. That almost to force them to be in that same canon is criminal. When you bring yeah. in a baby Yoda, you just change the whole rules. If you've got, you know, again, we're, we're watching a show about a bounty hunter. 
who's a Mandalorian. There does not need to be any connection with him and episode nine at all. But when you bring a force user into the world and in episode seven, eight, and nine, they're talking about literally the last Jedi's and there's none left and everything. Dude, you wait a minute. <laughs> you got You got to find a way to connect this because they would know it. They would know that there's another force user in the, in the universe because they can all feel it. So something mm. has to be connected there or else you have gone against the whole star Wars world. Okay. How could you not know about some Yoda force user in episodes seven, eight, and nine? That's me getting the probably, a little but we too don't deep. know what happens to the Yoda force user. So that's true. Maybe he dies. Maybe, I don't know. maybe he isn't real. Well, maybe we should wait and find I know. Out. See, this is where we're getting a little too deep into the story, but that's the fun. That's where we get yeah, to nerd this- out comes out every Friday until like right after Christmas, like the 26th, I think is the last episode. Yeah. 27th, okay. yeah. There's eight episodes okay. that I'm seeing so. for season one. Yeah. And they already have. Oh, a season nice. Two. I thought there were only five. So that's, yeah. that's really good. To hear. I'm seeing eight, but then again, who knows for sure. You're very likely going to like it one way or the other to a varying degree. We'll just see what you think from there, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. I've already posted a message in the, TRBS Facebook group. And I think everybody pretty much just said loved it. Go have some fun. Join the Facebook group. Let's keep that discussion going because it is very interesting. We'll keep chatting about it and seeing what we think about the latest developments and have a good time from there. So as I mentioned earlier in the episode, we will do an episode next week. It will be on Black Friday, maybe a shorter episode. We'll see. And in the meantime, though, make sure to have a great Thanksgiving. And again, happy birthday, Miss Ice. Thank you very much for being on the episode. I always enjoy talking with you guys. You take our discussion (laughs) up a whole octave. (laughs) (laughs) I always thought my voice was rather deep. But it's it's not as deep. I guess it's still an octave higher than yours. Yeah, I did. That really made no sense. But uh, what I was really meaning to say is you take our conversation to a whole new level, which is true. A, A deeper level. Oh, deep thoughts with Captain Influence. I often wonder if there really could have been some kind of Star Wars that happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Why not? Let's just go with that assumption. I like that. You know what the music means. Do we? <sighs> Do we really have to? What if we did more episodes? Per yes. Week? Yes. I like because? this. Because it would be amazing. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Happy Thanksgiving to all you Statesians. Thank you for joining us. Have a glorious week. We'll see you next Friday. This is The Real Brian Show. Signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.